0: Do you remember being back at school and perhaps staring out of the window, thinking to yourself that you wished your education could be a bit more real life, not so much about maths and English verbs and nouns and dates from history, all that sort of stuff? Well, Creative Briefs is a design company that accepts real-life design briefs from clients and gets young people and children to work on the delivery of those briefs from concept through to completion. In the process, the young people get real-life experience of jobs in the design sector. This podcast episode is the first of a series that is This and Creative Briefs are going to be doing together. We're inviting into the studio an established designer or a creative, someone who works professionally in the creative industries, and we're getting young people from Creative Briefs. To pitch questions to that professional. This is the young person's opportunity to get some real insight, some insider knowledge of what it's like to work in the creative industries. The first professional in the hot seat is Rebecca Shippham, who's actually a co-founder of Creative Briefs, along with Jason Bowers. Hello. So, Rebecca, just tell me, have I got it right there in this introduction to creative briefs? Is that what you do?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what we do. We do a lot of work with children or the young people that have got special educational needs. They come from all sorts of walks of life. Anyone who expresses an interest is welcome to join in on the sessions. Um, But, yeah, like you rightly said, it's taking live briefs from real clients, and rather than giving the briefs to me, who is a professional designer, we give them to children from 8 to 15, 16 years old. And they're the designers, not me.
0: Okay. Just tell me a little bit, though, about your company, Ships and Pigs. What is it that you design? What sort of clients are you working for?
1: Uh, Design exhibition stands. So that's my forte, is designing trade stands for corporate clients. Um, Specific clients might be people like Audi or Colgate, Toothpaste or engineering companies who come to me and they're exhibiting. It might be across the UK, it might be in Europe or across the world. And I will design them a stand, which will then get built by my builders or other builders and they go and exhibit for three or four days and then it gets trashed.
0: <laughs> You've got builders?
1: I don't have builders of my own but I've got contacts in the build industry.
0: I see okay so the the two young people that are going to be pitching questions now to Rebecca uh, let me introduce the first of them uh, it's Yasmin. Hello. Hello Yasmin you are a graduate aren't you Yasmin? Yeah tell I me do. about your degree and why you chose it.
2: I did creative advertising at Leeds Arts University. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something creative, but I didn't want to do just graphic design. I wanted there to be a bit of like psychology or social stuff in there. Um so I chose advertising, which is probably the right kind of move.
0: So you're happy that you did that particular degree? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. What did you get?
1: A two one. Well, really yes. I got a two one. <laughs> Drink. Now I've got a 2.2, i got the drinker's degree. Yeah, you have to uh, a have a Desmond. A Desmond,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me introduce the uh, the final person in the room. Uh, that's Josh. Josh is 15. You actually started going to some of the Creative Brief sessions, didn't you, a couple of years ago when I first met you? Yes. And that's... you've sort of progressed from that, and now you're actually volunteer volunteering and leading sessions. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. What would you say are the sort of the key points, the things you've learned with Creative Briefs in the the two years you've been involved?
3: The main things that I've learned, probably I'd say more skills and knowledge that I've obtained from working with Creative Briefs. So that whether that's mentoring when we work with people at maybe Grimsby Institute, Hull College, or even at Hull University, or even if that's getting skills as if speaking in front of people, yes, before I had really bad anxiety... I, w- I was really shy to speak to anyone, but now I'm speaking in public with loads of other people in the room.
0: And you look far more relaxed in front of that microphone than I am feeling at the moment. <laughs> so, good to have you all here. So, uh, Yasmin, perhaps you'd like to kick off with the first question to put to Rebecca.
2: How did you start in exhibition design? So did
1: you do it at school or uni? Um, I went to, at school, I just was, lived in the art department. Everybody else, all the other girls were sort of discovering boys and makeup and I was discovering oil paint. And I would, (laughs) in sixth form, I wore this uh, denim jacket which just ended up almost like leather because it was just covered in paint and everyone just thought I was a nutter. But I just knew I wanted to be creative. So from there I went to college and did interior design. But that was a bit too domestic. It was like people's living rooms and kitchens and I wanted to design things that would be put in the public eye so lots of people would experience stuff that I'd created. So my tutor at the time suggested I went to Lincoln University and did the exhibition design degree there. So there's an actual specific degree in my line of work and I feel very lucky to be doing that as a job now because not many people get the a job in their degree or ends up going off on an, on an odd tangent or they end up having to make money elsewhere.
0: Do you think as a school student you Mm -hmm. had much of an understanding as to what a design degree would be, design education? No, I I had
1: no idea. At the time, this makes me sound about 208, but at the time Changing Rooms was on TV. And that was my first introduction to the idea of being a designer. Now when I watch it, it's obvious that that is not design at all, it's just decorating in a flamboyant shirt. <laughs> that's kind of it. But it gave me that spark. I thought, oh, that's something I could maybe do, is designing spaces for people to use. And that was the first spark I got for it, really. And it just led me down that commercial route.
0: Josh, yes, fire that first question in her <laughs> direction.
3: say well, uh, from when you first started working in, I guess, the creative world, how would you say you've improved with maybe your skills or your knowledge since you very first started to where you are now?
1: Oh my God. When I first started, like I look at my my portfolio that I sent out when I was trying to get jobs and it makes me cringe because when I see where I am now... I've obviously progressed in terms of the technology I use, in the fact that I can design quite quickly now. At the time, it took me months to be able to do a design that now takes me two or three days. And I've I've managed to keep up to date, I think, quite up to date with technology and packages. So my designs start to progress as technology gets more and more advanced. When I was at university, the CAD software that I use now was still quite new, like no one really used it, whereas now everyone's using it. Um, so I didn't really have that training at school or college where I've had to learn that myself. So
0: uh, Can I ask the idiot's question? Because people listening in may not know mm-hmm. what CAD design is. Oh, yeah, sorry. Is. What's CAD? So
1: CAD is computer-aided design. So in, in the olden days, <laughs> they used to use the big drawing boards with like the parallel ruler that went up and down, and architects used to do drawings like that, whereas now it's on the computer. So if you make a mistake, you can just hit a, hit a line and delete it and redraw it, which... Loses a bit of the craftsmanship, but it's obviously a lot quicker and makes you scream less if a client decides to change something because you can just delete it rather than redraw the full thing.
0: Do you set yourself any time um, to one side, say once a month, once a quarter, to try and catch up on the latest apps and software development?
1: I don't really have time. It's just learning on the job, really. So I use a software now which is Cinema 4D, which is similar to what you might find in like Pixar films. They do a lot of animation in similar software, but I use it to create architectural drawings and models that you can fly around with your camera and show design from all sides. It's great fun. And I had to learn that myself over the last few years because everybody else was doing it and I wasn't. So I just learned on a job-by-job basis.
0: Yasmin, what is next on your list of questions?
1: You said that you, when you
2: graduated,
1: you went straight into exhibition design. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, How did you do that? Well, I didn't go straight in from graduation. When I first graduated I taught for two years at a college and it wasn't really what I wanted to do but it was I was teaching design so it was still within the creative sector in a way I thought I'm not going off on too much of a tangent but what I really did was spend those two years trying to find my first design job so I would sneak off to the college library every day and look at the job articles and then I got a job in interior design in London where I designed Tesco stores which isn't particularly glamorous, but it was that first design job that gave me that experience I needed to then progress into exhibition design, which is what I wanted to do. Being in London helped because obviously you've got the contacts there, but actually the boss that I got my first exhibition design job went to Hull College.
0: (laughs) Well, has the location of your business? Is that less important these days because of the internet and how you can collaborate across the
1: internet? Yeah, I do work for clients all across the UK. I've done work for clients that are exhibiting in America, all across Europe, but I don't go to any of these places. I just Skype them or send them an email and job done, really.
3: With all the clients that you've worked with, have they all been of a certain type of topic or what, what mm-hmm. how, different types of clients have you worked with?
1: So The only thing they've got in common is the fact that they want to attend an exhibition and show what they do. But I have done work for engineering companies Medicinal companies, artists, let me think who else, car companies. It's so varied. Like from one day I can be designing for an aeroplane wing that's on display to being toothpaste lids the following day. But they're all, it's an exhibition stand. It's an exhibition stand. It's the kind of the client doesn't really matter. It's just how they're going to use it and what it's going to look like.
2: Me and Jason were talking about Jason's the other half of creative (laughs) briefs about how at school you get like two weeks of research or three weeks of research and at uni and you were just saying that you've got like a turnaround of two days four days Mm -hmm. and that you're making things for clients that are so different yeah how do you sort of come up with
1: your ideas (laughs) if you've got like a small space of time to
2: research.
1: Yeah it's really easy to say oh yeah I just research for 20 minutes and then I get a design but I've been doing this for 12 years now so I've got quite quick at knowing what's going to work and what isn't and I think I sometimes get a bit too cocky when I go into college and say oh just do research for 20 minutes you'll be fine and the kids look at you like what so maybe I should stop saying that and be a bit more fair <laughs> on the kids that I'm talking to and Pinterest is a fantastic place to look at stuff and just say what works and what doesn't and then obviously you don't copy it line for line but you just use it as inspiration and say right okay that's given me that spark that I needed and then you just get sketching and it can be as quick as that but it's not always that easy sometimes Jason has come back in from teaching and found me with my head on my desk saying I just can't think of anything for this design and then I have a night's sleep and the next day it's okay
0: you carry a notebook around with you and yeah, you're do. always I sort of it, scribbling little bits along. and bobs in it, to those, those little bits of inspiration that you yes. find.
3: With the software that you use for interior design or graphic design, have you taken like courses in how to use them or have you just learned how to use the software yourself?
1: Just learned it. The only thing I learned at college or uni that was any use was Photoshop. Um, everything else has been self-taught. I think you know, we did learn some CAD as well, but again, we don't use... There's a software called CAD, which is a brand, but it's used as a sort of bit like hoovering. You say, I'm going to hoover, but you're not actually using a hoover, using a Henry. A vacuum cleaner. <laughs> a clean. vacuum cleaner. But CAD, <laughs> so in the same way, CAD is used as a sort of overarching word for computer design. So yeah, Photoshop and CAD, the actual software, but actually what I've ended up using is very different and I've had to learn it either through jobs that I've had from my employers or just myself, um, which takes time, but... There's YouTube, that's what YouTube's for. <laughs> use, use Google.
0: Yasmin, weren't you sort of uh, inquiring earlier before we started recording about the difference between getting uh, an education, a qualification, or just clearing off straight after school, jumping straight in at the bottom rung of a ladder?
2: Do you think that, because you're saying a lot of the stuff you've had to do is self-taught, mm-hmm. do you think that uni is an experience that everyone needs to have to go into a creative kind of field or...?
1: I don't know, I'm a bit torn with this. I do think uni is important because it helps you find yourself. If I hadn't gone to uni, I wouldn't have had the friend that then knew, my boss that lived in Hull and then got me the job. So it kind of gives you those contacts, but it also gives you that three years just to have fun and express yourself through creativity and alcohol and (laughs) everything else that comes with uni. I wouldn't go back in time and not go to uni. I loved it. But at the same time, it's not for everybody, And if you can find a way into whatever job, whether it's creative or another job entirely, without spending £9,000 a year, then I think that's only a good thing because it's just too expensive for for many families to be able to afford to do that. It's certainly a good route, but it's not the only route. What
0: real life or sort of um, employment life experience did you get whilst you were at uni? Were they teaching you how to run a business, for example? Or was no,
1: it... none of that. I mean, actually, when I look back at uni, and I think a lot of my peers say the same, they can't remember one thing at uni that they learnt that was actually any help.
0: <laughs> that's it, kids, don't go to uni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, forget that, I just
1: don't bother going. No, there, there will have been stuff that's been helpful, and it, it, it did give me that grounding of what exhibition design was and understanding that, not just from a design point of view, but from a almost theoretical point of view, as how they used and design theory and learning about the history of design it's all part of it but actually everything that I've learned that's been of any use has been after uni when I've been in the industry and realized how quickly I've got to work and how I don't have a year to do a project I've got an afternoon or or two weeks if the boss is kind.
0: Josh was um, asking me earlier or sort of exploring earlier how important is the creative experience he has been having with creative briefs to his future career, which may not be within the creative industries.
1: Okay, so what, what do you want to be, Josh, when you...
0: I really want to go into the branch of paleontology.
1: And just tell us what that is.
3: Well, paleontology is the study of fossils. So you can tell it's quite different to working in a creative sector.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is different in terms of the specialism, but I think creativity is in every single job. You've got to think creatively no matter what you're doing, whether you're working in Tesco and stacking the shelves or digging up dinosaur fossils, you've got to have a creative outlook, whether it's problem solving, that's a sort of element of creativity, which I think you've been learning with us in terms of, yes, you get given a brief, how we're going to tackle this, how we're going to solve it, that's problem solving, and you'll, you'll use those skills that you've learned in that respect when it comes to your career. hope you might not recognize it straight away but I think now that I've pointed out you might do (laughs) yeah yeah I think people hear the word
2: creativity and they think art and illustration and watercolors and all
1: of that (laughs) but really it's just another word for problem solving yeah it's problem solving I've just had a phone call with a client actually and used those very words when they asked me about how I could tackle something and I said it was problem solving and Now it's come up again, 10 minutes later, here we are. And
0: problem solving is something, of course, that is really key to what we're trying to do with Hull. Is this? Mm -hmm. We recognize that there are problems, we try to find the solutions. So I hope you found that first little um, episode um, of some sort of use. In the future, the young people from Creative Briefs are going to be coming back, and we're going to be calling in different, um, not experts, but well established uh, (laughs) designers, creative people. Uh, so that the young people from Creative Briefs can pitch even more questions to to these industry professionals. If you want to find out more about Creative Briefs, Rebecca, where do people have to look?
1: They have to look at creativebriefs.co.uk.
0: I met you first on Twitter, didn't I? Where... Yes,
1: so on Twitter is at Pants. That's it. We are Creative Briefs, not the kind that you put on.
0: Very nice logo that you have, though. I've always liked your logo. Yeah, a pair of pants. Thanks for listening in. I hope you found that of some interest. Um, Do join us again for another podcast sometime very, very soon. Bye for now.